This is Run It Back with R.J. Broadhead. Run It Back is back. Appreciate the loyal listeners and the first-timers. I'm R.J. Broadhead. Tiger Cats are coming off their first road win of the season. A 37-29 win in Edmonton. That victory extended the Elks' losing streak at home to 20 games. The Ticats were shut out in the opening quarter, but only trailed 3-0. That Edmonton field goal came off a fumble by Tyler Ternowski on the opening kickoff to give the Elks good field position. The Tiger Cats responded with their highest scoring second quarter of the season that was led by James Butler's team-leading third touchdown of the year. For the first time this year, the Ticats led at the half. Not by much, just 10-6, but it was a much-needed halftime lead. Here's James Butler. It's huge, you know what I'm saying? We, 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 we're starting to pride ourselves on starting fast. You know, a lot of games we've been playing from behind, and, like, that was the first game. I remember Coach O saying, like, you know, we got to learn how to play from play from ahead, too. You know what I'm saying? We can't just always try to claw back and, and, and leave it to those final minutes. So it was, it was, a, it was a different, um, you know, sensation to, to, to be playing from ahead. The Elks came out and scored a touchdown on the first possession of the second half to take the lead back. The Ticats answered right away with a touchdown of their own and started with Tyreek McAllister's 46-yard return. James Butler ran for 24 yards on the drive, and it was finished by Matt Schiltz. His first touchdown of the season was a four-yard run. That put the Ticats up 17-13, and they would never trail again. The defense kept the momentum after Jagera Davis was about to bring down quarterback Taylor Cornelius. He scrambled, he threw the ball with his left hand, his non-throwing hand to avoid getting sacked, and the intelligence of Stavros Katsantonis had him in a perfect spot to pick it off and run 33 yards for the touchdown. I just saw that JG had him wrapped up and... You know, sometimes quarterbacks just like to get rid of the ball um, and not take the sack, and that was kind of the case there. And uh, like I said, just happened to be the right place, right time, and, uh, you know, it, was, it fell right into my hands and then kind of just took the rest from there and wanted to score. So, um, yeah, it was, just, it was an awesome play and, uh, you know, happy, happy that we got the score out of it. Kenson Tonis initially didn't know he was being chased by Edmonton receiver Dylan Mitchell. So I just happened to peek back kind of right at the right time uh, and just saw him and was like, okay, I got to – I got to get the ball out because I, I saw his arm up and he was, he was bringing it like he was ready to strip the ball out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of helped in a way because he wasn't kind of going for the tackle. So it just kind of helped me get a little bit more separation. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I did not see him initially. It was a big game for Stavros. He also had four tackles, but the pick six was needed by him as a redemption for that Edmonton touchdown to start the half. The touchdown, I felt, was a little bit had to do with me, um, and I took a little bit of ownership on that with my DBs, um, you know, because that was my, my cover guy, and I just didn't, didn't wrap him up when, when, when Tender cut the ball and uh, just didn't make the play on it, and next thing I knew, he was in the end zone. So that one kind of did, uh, did get to me a little bit, and I was like, all right, well, i got to you know, have the next play mentality, and, you know, I owe us, a, you know, I owe us something, whether that's a you know, turnover uh, touchdown, but uh, it was definitely reassuring to see our offense drive down the next drive and score a touchdown and kind of bail us out. Um, and then the next drive, I was like, well, Still, there's still room to make a play so uh yeah that one just it, it was it was kind of kind of sweet just to have it that first play of that next drive and and to get that one back for us there was some concern about the lack of takeaways by the hamilton defense after having none in games two and three of the season but since the bye week the defense has had six five interceptions and one fumble recovery in two games 
that's always one thing is especially the secondary i mean our, our thing that we look at is to make interceptions so when that's not happening obviously it, it can it can seem a little bit of a downer but sometimes just you know the, the ball's not coming to you or, or you're just not making your play so i think coming out of the bye week we, we kind of sat down as a secondary and we're, we were just talking to each other and saying we gotta we gotta capitalize on every situation that we're in um and even if you only get one one target you got to make your play on that target so um we've been doing that so far and and like i said there, there was a few opportunities for us that we still left out on the field um the past game but you know we're, we're going to build on that this game and, and just try to make as many plays as we can james butler was a star in this game he had 127 yards rushing five runs of 10 yards or more and two of 20 yards or more including a season-long 37 yard rush he chipped in with 40 yards receiving as well his team-leading third touchdown of the season. It was impressive to watch, especially the way Butler was able to escape defenders and continually turn carries into explosive plays. Getting more comfortable as 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 the year goes on. You know, I'm I try to I pride myself on you know staying strong um, throughout the year. So uh, just my I'm a really great trainer back home, and uh, I, I grew up playing tag. And I never wanted to be it, so that's where, that's where I learned all my moves. So that's the trick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just playing tag, and you never wanted to be the one to be it, so I just never wanted to get caught. So that's where I learned the majority of my moves. So that's kind of like running back. You, you, you don't want to get tagged. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be the one to be it. So if you don't want to be it, that means you, you got to make people miss. I was just telling Tim this today. I'm like, I feel like we score all our touchdowns and we're away. We gotta start scoring some some touchdowns in Tim Horton so we can get the get the crowds fired up. But uh, just um, trying to make a play. You know what I'm saying? That's all all I ever try to do. I just do my best to make a play. And guys were, you know, they continue blocking. So I always tell guys like, I might I might pop out. You never know. I don't. I I couldn't tell you. I don't even know. But I'm gonna keep my feet pumping. So just keep blocking. Butler had only one game last season with more rushing yards. Coincidentally, it was also in Edmonton. It happened on October 21st. He had major motivation for that performance, which saw him rack up 141 yards on the ground. That game last year meant, meant, meant a lot to me because that game meant um, home, home field advantage. And uh, that game, I had already bought my mom's fight for, for that playoff game, so I didn't want to be out of a out of a out of a plane ticket so that that game I was running probably a little bit harder in his first four games Butler's best performance was 66 yards in a game his longest run was 16 yards he obliterated his season highs with that 127 yards rushing that 37 yarder which matches his longest run from last season as well I got off to a slow start. I was kind of getting down on myself a little bit, but you know what I'm saying? I, I, I called some people I care about, and they told me, like, just just keep going. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's coming. And, you know, that, that, that game was definitely a, a good reminder of that. So we all need those, those people, and it's nice to have that support. Yeah, and one of those people was, was Don Jackson. You know what I'm saying? It was just funny enough. That's, that's, that's my brother, so always. And obviously he's been in the same position, so he's definitely a person I, I, I lean on during this time. It was not all good news for the Tiger Cats. Matt Schiltz was injured and will not dress against Toronto on Friday. Coach O announced that Taylor Powell will get his first CFL start. Powell saw plenty of action in the preseason, and his first CFL pass was a touchdown to Tim White. So it will be exciting to see what the talented young quarterback can do. After a slow start at 0-3, the Ticats have put together back-to-back -to -back wins. That's significant because not only does it put them in the playoff fight in the competitive East Division, but it's also a huge improvement over their 2022 results. The Ticats didn't win two in a row last season until October, games number 15 and 16 of the season.
They didn't win on the road until their second-last road game of the regular season. That was in Calgary, and an unlikely win, seeing it was the team's first in Calgary in 18 years. So back-to-back wins, including a road win, is a much better start, but the success will have to continue with Montreal and Ottawa also with two wins and a huge game against undefeated Toronto at Tim Hortons Field on Friday. And as always, that game will be on the Ticats Audio Network at listen.ticats.ca. This has been Run It Back with R.J. Broadhead. If you like what you're hearing, give us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your audio content.